Lady Susan by Jane Austen. Letter 25. Letter 25. Lady Susan to Mrs. Johnson. Churchill. I call on you, dear Alicia, for congratulations. I am again myself, gay and triumphant. When I wrote to you the other day, I was in truth in high irritation, and with ample cause. Nay, I know not whether I ought to be quite tranquil now, for I have had more trouble in restoring peace than I ever intended to submit to. This Reginald has a proud spirit of his own, a spirit, too, resulting from a fancied sense of superior integrity, which is peculiarly insolent. I shall not easily forgive him, I assure you. He was actually on the point of leaving Churchill. I had scarcely concluded my last when Wilson brought me word of it. I found, therefore, that something must be done, for I did not choose to have any to have my character at the mercy of a man whose passions were so violent and resentful. It would have been trifling with my reputation to allow of his departing with such an impression of, in my disfavour. In this light, condescension was necessary. I sent Wilson to say that I desired to speak with him before he went. He came immediately. The angry emotions which had marked every feature when we last parted were partially subdued. He seemed astonished at the summons, and looked as if half wishing and half fearing to be softened by what I might say. If my countenance expressed what I aimed at, it was composed and dignified, and yet with a degree of pensiveness which might convince him that I was not quite happy. "'I beg your pardon, sir, for the liberty I have taken in sending to you,' said I. "'But as I have just learned your intention of leaving this place to-day, "'I feel it my duty to entreat you that you will not, on my account, "'shorten your visit here, even an hour. "'I am perfectly aware that after what has passed between us, "'it would ill-suit the feelings of either to remain longer in the same house. "'So very great, so total a change from the intimacy of friendship "'must render any future intercourse the severest punishment.' and your resolution of quitting Churchill is undoubtedly in unison with our situation and with those lively feelings which I know you to possess. But at the same time, it is not for me to suffer such a sacrifice, as it must be, to leave relations to whom you are so much attached and are so dear. My remaining here cannot give the pleasure to Mr. and Mrs. Vernon, which your society must, and my visit has already perhaps been too long. My removal, therefore, which must at any rate take place soon, may with perfect convenience be hastened. I make it my particular request that I may not in any way be instrumental in separating a family so affectionately attached to each other. Where I go is of no consequence to any one, of very little to myself, but you are of importance to all your connections. Here I concluded, and I hope you will be satisfied with my speech. Its effect on Reginald justifies some portion of vanity, for it was no less favourable than instantaneous. Oh, how delightful it was to watch the variations of his countenance while I spoke, to see the struggle between returning tenderness and the remains of displeasure. There is something agreeable in feeling so easily worked on. Not that I would envy him their possession, nor would for the world have such myself, but they are very convenient when one wishes to influence the passions of another. And yet this Reginald, whom a very few words from me softened at once into the utmost submission, and rendered more tractable, more attached, more devoted than ever, would have left me in the first angry swellings of his proud heart, without deigning to seek an explanation. Humbled as he now is, I cannot forgive him such an instance of pride, and am doubtful whether I ought not to punish him by dismissing him at once after this our, our reconciliation, or by marrying and teasing him for ever. 
but these measures are each too violent to be adopted without some deliberation. At present my thoughts are fluctuating between various schemes. I have many things to compass. compass. I must punish Frederica, and pretty severely, too, for her application to Reginald. I must punish him for receiving it so favorably, and for the rest of his conduct. I must torment my sister-in-law for the insolent triumph of her look and manner since Sir James has been dismissed. For in reconciling Reginald to me, I was not able to save that ill-fated young man, and I must make myself amends for the humiliations to which I have stooped within these few days. To effect all this, I have various plans. I have also an idea of being soon in town, and whatever may be my determination as to the rest, I shall probably put that project into execution, for London will always be the fairest field of action, however my views may be directed. And at any rate, I shall there be rewarded by your society and a little dissipation for ten weeks' penance at Churchill. I believe I owe it to my own character, to complete the match between my daughter and Sir James, after having so long intended it. Let me know your opinion on this point. Flexibility of mind, a disposition easily biased by others, is an attribute which you know I am not very desirous of obtaining, nor has Frederica any claim to the indulgence of her whims, at the expense of her mother's inclination. Her idle love for Reginald, too, it is surely my duty to discourage such romantic nonsense. All things considered, therefore, it seems incumbent on me to take her to town, and marry her immediately to Sir James. When my own will is effected, contrary to his, I shall have some credit in being on good terms with Reginald, which at present, in fact, I have not. For though he is still in my power, I have given up the very article by which our quarrel was produced, and at best the honour of victory is doubtful. Send your, me your opinion on all these matters, my dear Alicia, and let me know whether you can get lodgings to suit me within a short distance of you. Your most attached, S. Vernon. So here in letter 25, we get another letter from Lady Susan to her best friend, or I assume it's her best friend, Mrs. Johnson, and she is congratulating herself on sort of winning this battle with Reginald and Frederica and Catherine with about Sir James and Frederica. <laughs> and so she talks about the situation where Reginald was about to leave and how she got him to come back was by basically it's, I don't know how to describe this, what she does. But she tells him that he should not leave because he's more important than she is. And so if, you know, this quarrel between them means that one of them has to leave, then it should be her as she was going to go to London soon anyway. Or I don't think she says London, but she was going to leave Churchill soon anyway. And her her society could not be as important to her to Mr. and Mrs. Vernon as his is. And so she basically just talks around in circles about this and says that it's more important for him to be there than it is for her. And therefore, he should stay, she should go. And, I mean, all of this is a complete lie, right? She wasn't actually going to leave for him. Um, but it's this kind of selflessness that she's pretending to have that somehow gets him to come back. And she says that how great it was, how delightful it was to watch the variations of his countenance while I spoke, to see the struggle between returning tenderness and the remains of displeasure. There is something agreeable in feeling so easily worked on. So she's super happy to be able to see his like opinion of her change so easily and so pretty and so quickly. 
and how she brought him back once and softened at once into the into utmost submission. So she's super happy that she's been able to sort of defeat him, bring his thoughts back into submission. Um, and so she, and I think it again shows something about her character, about how happy she is to like see on his face that his thoughts on these issues are changing. Um, but the part that is mad, that makes her mad is that Sir James is now gone because to make, you know, the situation with Reginald better, she had to send Sir James away or the whole thing would have fallen apart because she can't pretend, you know, now that Reginald is so very clear on the fact that Frederica doesn't want to marry Sir James, Lady Susan can't sort of push the match in front of him without losing him. That has been kind of made clear to her. And so that's why she sent Sir James away as part of this sort of ploy to get Reginald to like her again. And so now she's lost Sir James and she makes it very clear at the end that she is unhappy with the fact that she has. So she's talked at the beginning that she's getting congratulations for having won, but by the end she's sort of changed her tune and now she's feeling like she's sort of almost lost to Reginald um, because she didn't get to win her. She feels like she should have been able to win her point and have Frederica marry Sir James while still convincing Reginald that what she did was correct and the right thing to do. And so she is determined that she will still make this marriage happen. And when her own, she says, when my own will is affected contrary to his, I shall have some credit in being on good terms with Reginald. So she, her plan is she wants to make sure that she makes this marriage between Sir James and her daughter happen while at the same time maintaining good relationship with Frederick or not Frederick, ugh, Frederick was her, is her late husband with Reginald. And that will somehow give her credit because right now she's only on good terms with him because she sort of lost her point with Sir James. And so she is making it clear that she still wants this marriage between Frederick and Sir James to happen and only then will she feel like she has really won and beaten Reginald and Catherine and this and Frederica in this sort of game she's playing. And so currently her plan now is that she's going to come to London and stay in lodging houses near Alicia, hopefully, or Mrs. Alicia, Mrs. Johnson. And so her plan is that she's going to bring Frederica to London and force her to marry Sir James away from her in-laws. So they don't see how she's forcing her, I suppose. And then she also asks for Alicia's opinion on all of this, which we will probably get in letter 26, which is the next letter, which is from Mrs. Johnson to Lady Susan in reply, I assume, to this letter that we just read. So we'll get her opinion on this whole situation and what's going on in London. And so we might be seeing a sort of change in scenery if Lady Susan leaves Churchill now and takes Frederica to London. And we'll again see her trying to force Frederica into this marriage with Sir James and how her interaction with Reginald continues if she continues along that path. And will Reginald be able to be wrapped around her finger the way that she wants him to be or whether he will sort of see through her deceptions in London. And so that'll be interesting to see. So I'll be back in next time with letter 26 where we'll get to learn more of Mrs. Johnson's thoughts on this whole, on all these matters. And we're getting kind of close. There are 41 letters. So we're a little over halfway done. Now we are getting into more of the dramatic stuff happening, I think. 
Um, and I'm really excited to read the rest of these letters and get through the rest of the story. So I'll be seeing you next time for letter 26. Thank you.